I'm Sam Dingman. And I'm Mac Montandon. And on our new podcast, The Rumor, we're trying to figure out if the Orioles faked a power outage in 1997. The answer involves Baseball Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr., Hollywood Hall of Famer Kevin Costner, and a renegade cop who goes by Mad Dog. We're going to try to unravel this mystery before this mystery unravels us. Listen to The Rumor on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsored by WinBet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. Jay Hill, what's up, man? How you doing? What's good, yo? Hey, Jay Hill. We, 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 ha- we happy to have you here for this game, too. Hey, Jay Hill, we got, a, we, we got somebody very special, Jay Hill. We got our guy back, Jay. He went on a hiatus. He went to go, he went to go train with Dirk over there. He went to go work on his game. He went hey, to go get the midi. We got was, my guy Jenner back. <laughs> I, was out there, I was out there visiting Dennis Schroeder's family and telling him not to re-sign with the Lakers. I was out there personally doing some – some anti-recruiting work. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> man, man, I appreciate all the love. I'm excited to be back and, and just in time, you know, to finish up these finals here. Jenner, we're, we're really, really happy to have you back on the pod. And for everyone, for everyone at home, I know you guys miss Jenner, but Jenner is back and he's back for good. He's going to be here on the pods, on, on, on the videos, man. So just stay tuned for 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 junior with these with these future episodes and uh junior's first episode back it just happened to be this absolute great amazing uh interview we just did for uh, this collab with the big shot pod man so how, how how do you how do you guys feel like this uh this interview went man we talked about some of these uh some of these game two uh post game thoughts that was awesome i mean it was awesome chubb is a knowledgeable guy it was great to you know kind of get him on we all just kind of you know, brainstorm, talk a little bit about how these games been going. So it was, it was exciting. I really liked it and great content. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Shaba came with the heat once again. Um, the first time was great, and he always has great facts and, and great knowledge, like Junior said. So it was a great time. We had some good discussion. And- great conversation with the Big Shot Pod, man. So, you know, uh, I'm not even going to hold the listeners up anymore, man. I hope you guys love this conversation that we had with the Big Shot Pod about the NBA Finals game, too. Enjoy, guys. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very, very happy to be here on this special episode with a very, very, very special guest. Uh, one of our first, first collabs, man, with the Big Shot Pod. Uh, here we got we got Chaba. Chaba, man, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let, let the people know a little bit about yourself. And let the people know about, about your pod, man. You know, you, have, you also have a basketball pod. 
Yeah, thanks. Um, so first off, I want to say thank you for letting me on. And also thank you to you and Jay Hill uh, for coming on my podcast last week. We had a lot of fun. Uh, my podcast is called The Big Shot Pod, and it's on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much every platform. Um, and yeah, I'm just happy to be here and to join you guys. Hey, well, we're, we're really happy to have you. Uh, last time that me, me and Jay Hill went on your pod, unfortunately, Junior couldn't be there, but Junior is back here with us, and he's here today, hey. locked in. So we're happy to have full full squad here with us, and, and we're, we're happy to have you back with us here, uh, Chava, and we're happy to have all the fans from, from, the, uh, from the Big Shot pod with us as well. Thank you. Sure. Definitely, definitely. So, all right, guys, you know what? There's no need for me to talk about anything else besides this exciting, exciting game we just saw. So, guys, we just wrapped up this game two of the NBA Finals. Suns, Suns just beat the Bucks 118-108 to 108 on Devin Booker's heroic 31-point game, six assists and five rebounds. Boy, was that a game to watch. So, guys, let, before we even get, you know, break down the game and get in, and, and get deep into it, I, I just want to get your guys' initial thoughts and, and initial uh, reactions as to how as, as to how the game went. Uh, Chaba, since, you know, you're the guest on our show, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you go ahead and kick it off for us. Okay. Uh, well, first off, the Suns already, they obviously killed it. Uh, but I'm going to talk a little bit about the Bucks. Uh, you know, Giannis, he was just unstoppable in the paint. Uh, he scored, I believe, 42 points, uh, but he was pretty much the only one that showed up. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were no-shows. They shot 12 for 37 combined, so they were not good. Brooke Lopez only scored, I believe, 10, 10 points. Uh, yeah, and uh, so, yeah, Giannis was pretty much the only one showing up. Uh, the Suns, you know, Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker, they just, they've been killing it the last couple games. Um, so yeah, they just kept it going and, you know, the Bucks, they, they started really well in the first half. They were, you know, dominating the paint. Um, but then in the second half, they kind of, you know, fell away from that and they started shooting more three pointers and they weren't making them. Big thing for the Bucks was, um, you know, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday not showing up. So that was my big takeaway more from the Bucks side than the Suns side. Okay. Jenner, Jenner, how you feel about the, about these initial game takeaways? So I was actually I, I I second what what Chavez said there about no help for Giannis. I mean, you know we're we're counting on this big three with with uh, Drew Holiday, Gian, Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton, and it was really just Giannis out there. You know, he put up forty two points. It's a good performance, but he got no help uh, from his uh, you know other star teammates. So that doesn't that you know that's that's going to make it a little bit difficult. And another thing that was really really tough I noticed for the Bucks is uh, they were losing so many second chance opportunities where the Sun, or rather, you know, rather than saying the Bucks were losing it, the Suns were getting it. I mean, I saw the Suns maybe take like a couple possessions where they had like four shots where they would miss, get a rebound, get a back shoot, miss, get a rebound, you know? So they were just dominating the boards and that helped them a lot, build that lead and keep that lead throughout the game, right? You saw that the game was close, but the Suns were pretty much in control, you know, from, from, from the beginning. So, so, or at least let's say from the second quarter on, you know, the Suns were pretty much in control. Um, I thought coming into this game, we're going to see a lot more of what we saw in game one, which I was talking to Jay here a little bit about it is that whistle that Devin Booker was getting. I was thinking like, man, I, I thought I was watching James Harden the first game because hella scoring, but hella whistles. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on here, you know? 
you saw a little bit of that in the uh well i mean you see it with all these superstars you know superstar players get superstar calls and i think devin booker's making his name for that for that uh you know in that superstar contention in the league especially if he walks out of the season with the title so i thought we we're gonna see more of that we didn't see it as much this game which is a testament to how well the suns are playing now uh they still were able to win uh without that but again i i feel like it's just it was the lack of help that Giannis got and the second chance points that the Suns were able to capitalize on that really helped push him over the edge of this game. Jay Hill, how are you feeling about the game? Uh, yeah, I think Shaba and John both brought up great points. Um, last time I last time I checked, this game isn't supposed to be played one on five. Uh, Giannis had no help tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, we talked. John and I both we we discussed and Shaba we discussed. You know, a key to this series would be. Um, would be how Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday play, and what what help they could uh, what what help they could offer Giannis, um, who's a- absolutely hobbled, giving it his all out there on the floor. And tonight they gave nothing. Um, we saw flashes from both players, but, but Giannis had four, forty-two tonight, nineteen boards. I mean, he was doing it all, and he had no help. So this series has come down to role players, and that's been the theme. And the Suns' role players stepped up, and the Bucks didn't. And that's that's the story of the game, and that's been the story of the series so far. Definitely, man. That's that's definitely that's been it. the the the, sto- the story of the entire series, and and that and that for uh, you know for me too. My my initial thought at the beginning of this game was like, wow, man, the Bucks came out with, with real energy, with a lot of energy, you know, packing the paint, getting points, get, getting points inside, and and as we expected, you know, me and me and Jay Hill, we talked we talked about. Uh, on that on that game one takeaways, we said that we predicted the Bucks to actually win game two because we thought we thought they were going to come out with the energy and and they weren't going to go let themselves go down 2-0 uh, headed back uh, headed back towards towards Milwaukee. But man, like you know, in the first quarter they came out with 18 points in the paint and then they just went flat because at halftime they only had 23 points in the paint. So man, in 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 a whole quarter where they just put up 18 points in the paint and the second quarter all they do is put up put up four, man. So, you know, <clears throat> my problem with the Bucks really is they know what works, but they refuse to go to it. You know, it, 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 time time and time after again, we've seen the Bucks are most successful in... Where have we seen this before? <laughs> the, the, the Bucks are most successful in, in in bully ball when they when they are are inside uh, pressuring the other pressure another team Giannis is in there uh get, getting dirty Brooke Lopez is in there getting getting dirty and we've seen this throughout the playoffs uh time and time again but the Bucks just refuse to go to it and they like to settle for jumpers man and 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 they end up shooting 27 as a team from the three-point line and that and that honestly can't be happening you know you know uh, Saba, this is something that that you mentioned you mentioned that Brooke Lopez only had eight points like if your team you know wins and and is at his best when when brooke lopez and your and Giannis is playing that bully ball you can't have your best player in that system only have eight points especially when you need to pack to 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 pack that paint man so my initial thoughts for the bucks were just the fact that you know if they really lose this game you know they might be done for the series like it sounds crazy but you know they, they might be done for the series i know i'm losing game two what, what was that you said if they lose, you you were saying this is how you were thinking going into game two, or if they lose game three, Go, going into game two, that, they that, were down zero two to the Nets though, like, and they, that was they, the Nets. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I get it, they got injured, but that was the Nets. I, I know, I, 
Go 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 ahead, Shaba. Go ahead. I was just gonna throw in there. The Bucks are really they're not very strong mentally. So, I mean, they were able to pull it out against the Nets. I don't know how they did it. Um, but, I mean, yeah, they just seem like a very uh, not mentally strong team, uh, especially now in the final. I mean, we see, you know, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, they, they were no-shows. Like, I think Middleton had 11 shots going into the fourth quarter. I mean, he, he wasn't even taking shots. You know, you mentioned Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez used to be a beast down in the paint when he was in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, he lived in the paint. So I don't know why he's, you know, just wanting to, you know, chill out on the perimeter. But yeah, that's something that they definitely need to change. Uh, like after game one, I thought that Chris Middleton was going to come out and really, you know, really do it to him in game two because he had a good game one. And I was actually even thinking like if Chris Middleton got half the calls that Devin Booker got in game one, he probably would have 50. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I thought he was going to do that in game two. But nah, he did not show up in game two. So like. That's that's everyone's like kind of touched on this point, but it's very true. It's, they really need to be able to come together. And Chapa made a good point too that the Bucks maybe don't have the mentality, and I think that they have the talent. It's that just Mike Boldenhoser is uh, is he, he's a little predictable of a coach, you know. And I yeah. think that you'll go and and you can see it, it, he's a good coach at first, but then you figure him out and he doesn't have a plan B, and it's just like all right, now this guy's going to go to the same play again. And, and unfortunately, the same play he goes is not what works for the Bucks. You know, it's, it's instead, if, if he maybe always went to that bully ball and that would help him a lot, but that would include, you know, the, them being able to knock down shots. And uh, I know that Jay Hill actually said this when we were talking about Nets versus Bucks, but the difference that Dante DiVincenzo makes. And, uh, and, and you were actually seeing it even more here. Like, if you, if you could have, you know, kicked out of DiVincenzo to hit some shots, like, that would have helped out a lot as opposed to, you know, them just putting up shots and just missing shot after shot after shot. And on the other side, the, the, the Suns are putting up shots and they either make them or whatever they miss, they get a rebound and shoot until they make it, you know? So it, it hurts them a lot. It really, really hurts them a lot. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Jenny, you know, I, I just, I wanted to touch on, on what we were just talking about with, the, with me believing that, you know, honestly, I understand that the Bucks are down 0-2, but I, I think they might be down and out at this point, man, because, and this is something that, that, you know, me and Jay Hill mentioned in the, in the game one takeaways, right? So if, if you guys at home haven't checked out that episode, man, make sure you guys go check that out, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you guys go check that one out. It was the game one takeaways and, me and Jay Hill, we mentioned uh, the fact that this game two may be very, very vital because uh, game one, the 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 Bucks came out flat, but Giannis himself came out flat. You you know it's very hard in the NBA that you can expect your team to win if your best player comes out flat, right? But man, with Giannis coming out the, the this second game, performing, putting up the Giannis numbers that we expect, and them still losing, man, that makes it really, really tough. And like that, that 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 has to really demoralize them. And and, and you know, Junior, uh, you you talk about the fact that you know they were down 0-2 to, uh, 0-2 to the Nets. The only reason why you know I, I think this is different, and I'm not even gonna say like oh. Because no, there's no one named Kevin Durant on the Nets, so so you know, like I I, I feel you on that. On the Suns, I, I mean, on the Suns. Uh, oh, but uh, but the reason why I really don't have the Bucks really being able to you know come back uh, on, on the Suns here is because like wow man, like the Suns are really about to win a championship. They're a total package right now, man. They don't make too many team mistakes. 
they they have players who know their role and play it and play it very very well players who don't try to do too much and don't try to do too little they play great defense they knock down their free throws they knock down their they they knock down their threes you know this game they shot 50 percent from a from a three uh from a three as a as a team and they play as a team man like i i know you guys saw out there that one possession where it was just swing 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 kept swinging the ball man and they cut that they pass and cut and that's exactly why you know no hate on 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 mikhail bridges and jay crowder but man i don't think mikhail bridges and jay crowder uh regularly would be getting a Mikael Bridges had 27 points in, in, in this game and Jay Crowder had a double double man you know no hate on them but I don't think that they would be doing that if it wasn't for them being in the sun system that sets them up for success that gets Mikael Bridges in the corner for four wide open uh corner threes man and 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 and, and Jay Crowder as well so man it, right now it's just looking like the suns are just a, a, a total package man it's just it, it, every time down court, it's either CP3 is going to come down court and kill you in, 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 in the mid range. And if CP3 don't do that, D book can do that. And if that's not going to happen, Aiden's going to kill you on the roll, man. So right now at this point, the Suns are just looking un, unbeatable, unbeatable, man. Even with Giannis doing that, even with Giannis putting up his Giannis performances. So that's why like for me, man, I, I think that this game too, just kind of stamped it. Suns get really but going. You, you think, but, but here's what I'm thinking though. Giannis will get his 40-point games, you know, like he's that, he's that, he's that, that that type of player. But then you look at Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton both underperformed this game. Do you think they both underperform again together at the same time? You know, if I don't think that's going to happen, you know, very many times. And they only lost by 10. So, you know, I'm not saying that the series is looking in front favor of the Bucs. It's definitely pretty slim now because they got to win. They got to win four before the Suns win two. Um, but I think that I don't think I wouldn't, I wouldn't count them. I wouldn't count them out so fast just yet. Cause I do think that, you know, they only lost by 10 with, uh, basically no shows from everybody except Giannis. Um, so I just, I guess that's just something to keep in the back of your mind too. Jay, how, how you feeling about that? Yeah, I think, I think I definitely agree with junior. Uh, the bucks are just a known team to play well at home. Uh, I think that Phoenix has really, rode that momentum i mean their home crowd has been great obviously and and role players play better at home that's just a known fact so i think the same ways for the bucks uh middleton and drew holiday i think they really have they're playing with house money at this point i mean down 2-0 the the odds are against you so maybe they'll have a little less pressure feel a little less pressure and perform a little better going into game three and four uh with that home crowd and i know the home crowd's We've seen them the first two games outside of that building and actually inside tonight. And, I mean, they're going to be ready to go their first finals in forever. So um, I think that we're going to see the role players really step it up. And, I mean, we know what we're going to get from Giannis, I think, at this point. So um, just with, at the level he's playing at right now. So I, I say we can't count out the Bucks yet, uh, but we got to see something in game three to get that momentum right in their way. Gonna say that too that the Bucks, you know, it's pretty evident that they're a lot better at home than on the road, and uh, I think that falls with their, you know, them not being strong like mentally, because you know I don't think that they're fit to be like the villains, you know, uh, so they don't really thrive on the road, but they definitely do at home. Uh, but yeah, I mean, their role players need to step up. The only guy that stepped up other than Giannis, I would say, was Pat Connaughton. You know, he was hitting shots. He shot. Uh, five of 
four of nine from three. So, I mean, he definitely showed up. But, yeah, Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday started the first quarter. He took more than, like, 11 shots. Um, so, I mean, he started aggressive. You know, he had the right, you know, plan. But, you know, he just kind of abandoned that. And, uh, but, yeah, I think Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday will play better in, at home. Uh, like I said, Pat Connaughton, hopefully, you know, he's been pretty consistent. So I think that he's going to give you, you know, a good 12, 15 points. But, yeah, they need other guys to step up, step up, especially uh, Brooke Lopez. I think Brooke Lopez is the key in this for the Bucks. Uh, you know, because that's another guy that can attack the paint, which is obviously where they thrive. Uh, you know, he can also hit outside shots, but, you know, he's big. And, you know, the Suns, they also had a wasted opportunity in this one because Aiton, he wasn't really his usual self here in the playoffs. He only had 10 points and 11 rebounds, which for him, you know, that's not very good. I mean, we're used to seeing him get, you know, 18 and 15 or something like that. So, uh, you know, he wasn't as dominant in the paint. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, the role players need to step up, you know. And that's really where the Suns are thriving, too. You know, almost everyone on their team can hit shots. I mean, we saw Mikhail Bridges. You know, we've seen, uh, obviously, CP3 and Booker. I mean, CP3 and Booker, they've combined, combined for 113 points in the last two games. So, you know, they're killing it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they obviously have Mikhail Bridges. They have Jay Crowder. Um, they had Dario Saric, but, you know, they have other guys that can step at campaign. Um, and that's something where the Bucks really lack. And to, that's why I think that the Bucks aren't a good matchup for the Suns, just because in order to beat the Suns, you basically have to score a lot. You have to score more than the Suns. And that's pretty obvious, uh, you know, conclusion. But, I mean, you just need all the points that you can get, and the Bucks don't have that. It's, I mean – if someone on the Bucks doesn't show up, that's pretty much it. You know, like they're not going to win. They need all, all three of their big three to show up. Um, like I said, one of them can't not show up. And then, like I said, just the role players, they need to have Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, after having a great series against the Hawks, he's, you know, I think he's averaging like four points. Um, so yeah, they just need other guys to step up because we know what we're going to get from Giannis. But uh, it's the other guys around them that need to, you know, show up and, you know, they need to play like they're in the NBA finals. Right. Definitely. Definitely. And, and, That's exactly. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you bring up that you bring up Aiden, right? Because uh, this is something that both me and Jay Hill mentioned in the, in the, the game one takeaways is that we feel that Aiden definitely should have been more aggressive. Uh, we feel that he should have been more aggressive from, from, from the beginning, from game one, right? Because coming into the series, what was what, the number one thing that people talked about? Oh, Aiden's, Aiden's pick and roll ability, Aiden's ability to be able to be mobile and, and force Brooke Lopez to really not be able to play. But in, in reality, um, Brooks been out there and Brooks been able to be out there. And I, and I think that that's simply because Aiton hasn't put enough pressure on, 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 on coach bud to make the decision on, Hey man, if you're going to keep, if you're going to keep Brooke Lopez out here, we're going to eat him up. You know, Jay Hill, you remember from game one, we were watching, we saw maybe five or six possessions in a row where, where, where they were just eating up uh, Brooke Lopez and going at Brooke Lopez. I don't think I saw three or two possessions in, in, in this game in a row where they went straight to uh straight to Brooke and, and, DeAndre Aiden needs to be aggressive and force Bud to keep Brooke on him and then have CP and uh, CP and D Bud go to work or 
force force Coach Bud to put to put PJ on him. And and and, and if PJ put goes on there, hey, my brother always says is man, barbecue chicken, baby. It's barbecue chicken. <laughs> so all right, guys, let's stay along the lines of the Suns big man. You know, unfortunately, in game one, we saw uh the Suns backup di- big man Dario Sarge go down with the torn ACL, man, like that, that hurts a lot to see, uh, to, 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 to see for the Suns because he really, he gave the Suns a lot of depth and he also gave Aiden that, that much needed break when, uh, when, when he needed. Um, so we saw in game one, Frank Comiskey only came in for about four minutes and we saw in game two, he didn't even really play for, I don't even think a, a full registered minute. So my question that I, that I, I, I want to ask you guys is, what do you guys think Monty Williams and, and, and the Suns should, should do like moving forward? Do you think that they should look to play Frank Kaminsky a bit more or they should look to uh, just shorten the rotation and, and just make the rotation uh, instead of instead of the eight man lineup they, that they run, run and maybe a, a, a seven man lineup now and just have Aiden play a, a, a little more minutes? Because the problem with Frank Kaminsky is that he he brings up that same Brick Lopez problem. He cannot guard in the perimeter. So if he's in the game, uh, the, the Bucks are going to find a way to expose him bring him in the perimeter the same way that, that the Suns are doing with Brook Lopez. So if you guys want to go ahead and answer, hey, Shaba, you could you go ahead and then kick it off if you want. Uh, go ahead and answer what you think the Suns should do with this Frank Kaminsky problem. One of the options that you, that you gave was make it a, you know, like a seven-man rotation. But, I mean, we also saw Tory Craig, Tory Craig go out tonight. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what the extent of his injury is. Uh, but, you know, that just makes their, you know, rotation even shorter. Um, if I'm them, I would stick with just keeping Aiton out there. You know, he's young. Um, you know, he's not really a liability. Um, you know, he's athletic. He can, you know, he can stay in front of guards pretty well, too, if he has to go out in the perimeter and stuff like that. Um, you know, he's he's great defensively. He can stay in front of Giannis. He can stand, obviously, in front of Brooke Lopez. The only problem against Brooke is that, you know, Brooke is a lot bigger. Um, so, you know, he could, you know, overpower him if he wants to but you know we know he really doesn't do that he likes to stay out on the perimeter so if I was if I was Monty Williams I'd just keep baiting out there you know like I said he's young so he can play these long minutes um you know and Frank Kaminsky like you said he's a liability not just you know defensively but offensively he doesn't do much either um you know so yeah if I was Monty I'd just stick out there stick with Aiton out there and uh you know he's He's proven himself so far. Uh, you know, he's gotten him this far. He's played a lot of minutes, all all playoffs, really. Um, you know, so, yeah, I would just just stick with Aiton out there, um, you know, and just make the the rotation, the lineups even shorter. Uh, you know, obviously, Tory Craig is out, Dario Saric is out. But, you know, I would just stick with that main group and, uh, you know, just ride it out. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh Frank Kaminsky hasn't proven that he can play like big time minutes and especially in the finals, let alone the whole playoffs and throughout the season, uh, he creates just matchup nightmares for the sun. So I think just for that reason, simply just, they just have to keep the uh, rotation short. Obviously, like Shaba said, it's unfortunate that Tory Craig went down uh, out tonight. We don't know the severity of his injury, but um, yeah, they just have to, they just have to shorten the rotation and that tends to, tends to what happen uh what happens in the playoffs anyway is uh, teams you know shorten their rotation just because some guys in certain matchups just won't work uh out for them 
in the playoffs. So yeah, just definitely keep that rotation short. Um, and then you, you supplement, if you need to play him two to four minutes, I know we played four minutes in game one and then a little bit tonight, but just keep it to a minimum. If you have to put him out there, then you have to do it for a few minutes, but just only short amount of time. Cause he's, he's not worth the, you know, playing him in those, in those you know, situations. So. How you feeling about that, Jenner? Yeah, same thing. Uh, like like Travis said, Aiton is young. I mean, we saw Kim Durant go out there and play all minutes, and he's not as young, and he's coming off an injury. So, if you know, if KD was doing it for his team, Aiton's got to do it for his team too. You know, and it's plus if he's got to look at it, you always got to look at it as like, man, we can close this thing out in two more games, theoretically, right? It's just like go ahead and give it your all, two games, and you could be done. You could be sitting, you know. At, at home planning your championship parade you know what i mean so it's just like now you're you're at the finish line you got to give that last sprint so i definitely say play Aiden as much as you can to limit yourself uh as far as liabilities on offense and defense definitely. and let's be let's be real the suns that's a big advantage that they've had over everyone that they've played is that they've had a lot of rest <laughs> i mean everyone they've played they've gone like five five games except for the Clippers six games so they've had to you know they've had a lot of time to sit I mean against the Clippers which is something that I found to be BS is that you know the, the Clippers just finished uh, game seven um, or I'm sorry game six and then at 36 hours later they had to go up against the Suns um, so that's just been kind of the story for you know the Suns going up against their opponents they just had a lot of rest so you know Aiton should be good to go yeah, no, I agree. And 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 like not to discredit the Suns, but damn, they've caught some breaks this 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 playoffs. I mean, first it was LeBron and AD, then it was Jamal Murray, then it was Kawhi Leonard, and like now Yano's on a hyperextended knee. Like damn, so so Aiden's got to be out there doing his thing. That's a to Exactly. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. I can't even discredit them because it's just like you got to play who's in front of you. You know what I mean? If the team in front of you is injured, then you know, good for you. But but you thinking like, damn, like that that was a lot. It was a lot of like just things lining up, boom, 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 boom. You know? Yeah, we we went over that on my podcast. How you know, like you said, no AD, LeBron isn't at 100. percent No Jamal Murray. Uh, no PJ Dozier, who's a good defensive player. Uh, Will Barton missed like the first two games and then the Clippers, no Kawhi, no Ibaka, uh, no Zubats for the last couple games. And yeah, then now, yeah. like you said, you know, no Gian- or Giannis is playing, but coming off that hyperextended, even though he looks to be 100%, and then no Dante DiVincenzo. So, yeah, I mean, they've definitely had a lot of breaks. <laughs> this yeah, season. for sure. <laughs> so so l- l- let let me ask you guys then. So uh, as we... um. You know, as as we we move away from the Suns and, and we move a little bit more to the to I guess the negative takeaways from from the Bucks, we know that the, you know the elephant in the room is is the Bucks defense. You know, Shaba, you've said it many times that the the, the Bucks just simply don't match up well against uh, uh, against the Suns. The Suns uh, they have players who who are are just too uh too, too 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 mobile right and and the the bucks the bucks kind of have players that are just really good at at certain things while the suns are are very adaptable you know one through five can 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 do multiple things so let me ask you guys this question if you guys are the, if you guys are the bucks if you're coach bud you 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 have to understand that every time down court 
it's either Chris Paul or or Devin Booker is going to have a, a, the favorable matchup. The favorable matchup really is whoever's not being guarded by Drew Holiday. Yes, Drew Holiday did not have a great game. Yes, he hasn't been really showing up, but we know that Drew Holiday, when it comes to the defensive end, he you know he lays it out there and he puts it out there whether he's having a good offensive game or not. So if you're the Bucks, who would you rather? have the 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 the, the preferable matchup right I, I know that we we just saw in game two every time that 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 drew holiday was guarding uh chris paul they would have uh pat Connaughton guarding devin booker and they would they would make sure that devin booker has the ball and he would exploit that or vice versa if it was if pat Connaughton was guarding devin booker and uh, i mean if pat Connaughton was guarding chris paul uh they would they would make sure that chris paul explo- ex- exploits that so just whoever drew isn't guarding so it, Junior, you, you want to go ahead and kick this one off. So if you're Coach Bud and, and you're sitting there drawing up, you know, you're telling Drew who to go guard, would you rather Drew guard Chris Paul or Devin Booker? Devin Booker. Devin Booker. I, I, you have to put on them because you, 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 you want to try to neutralize the biggest scoring threat that they have, okay. right? And that's obviously Devin Booker. Chris Paul is too, especially with that mid-range, is deadly. But, um, I mean, I'm always thinking, like, you got to just go out and go for the best player. And right now that's Devin Booker, so – Put him on as much as possible, and you know you just try to mitigate the rest with Chris Paul. Uh, it's tough because they have two good guards, and the Bucks, you know, don't really have two good guard defenders, um, so that makes it a little bit difficult. But I, I personally, I'm thinking you got to go after Devin Booker. Okay. Although Jake, Chris, you- Chris Middleton has been pretty darn good these playoffs defensively. So, uh, sorry. Yeah, if he's been, yeah. I would just put I would put uh, Holiday on Booker and I would put uh, Middleton on Chris Paul because Chris Paul isn't as uh, you know he's not gonna beat you with the speed or anything anymore. So I think that Middleton has a better chance uh, to stay in front of Chris Paul. Um, and like I said, Chris uh, Chris Middleton has looked competent at least these playoffs defensively. So I think that you know keeping those two guys, uh, keeping Chris Paul guarded by Holiday, or excuse me, by Middleton, and then to put Holiday on Booker, I think that that would be a smart move. So, yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Jehu? Yeah, I think, honestly, defensively tonight, it, was, it wasn't really the problem for the Bucks. I think they made a lot of great rotations. And I also think one, one they made the Suns made a lot of great reads and had great ball movement as well. And we know what they say. Uh, great offense beats great defense. And I think that was just a lot of the case tonight. Uh, I think matchup-wise, obviously, they were attacking Pat Connaughton. But I think Shaba has that matchup correct. They want to have Holiday on Booker, who's, you know, I think the best scorer in the series. And um, and then Holiday on – sorry, Middleton on Middleton Holiday. Middleton on Chris? Yeah, on Chris, sorry. Um, but, but for the most part, I think it was just a case of defensively um they were locked in but offensively it was just better from the from the suns and you can't some nights you just can't do that definitely yeah definitely. and go, go ahead, no go ahead no, i just wanted to say uh a really interesting stat is you know we're, we're talking about the bucks defense but you know i've really been talking about their offense how you know they don't show up and it's those little stretches where the bucks can't score that the Suns can keep scoring, and that's where you know the uh, that's where they go up big. Um, so the Suns they haven't blown a lead in any game where they've gone up by ten points. So they're thirteen and zero when they lead by ten points at any time in the game. Uh, interesting stat. 
Yeah, so right now the, you know, the Bucks they need to find a way to get consistent scoring because, like I said, those stretches where, you know, they miss four or five shots in a row, you know, that's when the Suns really take advantage, and that's where they pretty much, you know, get the win. So, you know, the Bucks really, they just, like I said, they need to find consistent ways of scoring, which I think is, ob- is obvious they need to go in the paint. You know, they have Giannis, they have uh, Brooklyn, uh, Brooke Lopez, uh, who has, you know, a history of dominating in the paint and scoring in the paint. Um, you know, they need to really take advantage of those two guys. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to throw out there about that. Definitely. And, you know, to, uh, to, to add on uh, to, to that, that, that Bucks question and that, that desirable matchup. And I, I actually, I'm, I'm going to swerve. I, I know that all you guys went with uh, Drew, you guys prefer Drew Holiday on Devin Booker. I actually w- would prefer uh, Drew Holiday on Chris Paul. And the reason, the reason why I, I prefer that is because, you know, Chris Paul, he, he's a floor general, man. Like Chris Paul is, 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 he's one of those players who he can get going at any time that he really wants to, right? It, it, it's just not, not at the same level that he used to have. I, I, I totally understand, you know, but like back when he was in younger days in New Orleans, he, you know, he could get going for a 30 point game quick, but what he's always had the ability of is to get others involved. And I, I, I think that much like LeBron, you know, when LeBron starts games, he tries to get everybody else involved because he knows that at any time in the game, he can turn the scoring on for him and he can do it. But if he can get other people involved early is big, man. So I, I think that, you know, if I was, if I was coach, Bud, I would, I would focus on, on Chris Paul, not getting others involved, you know, like Chris Paul is a professional playmaker. Devin Booker is a professional scorer. You know, don't get me wrong. Devin Booker can can play make very well, but not nearly at the same level and, and, and at the same greatness that, that 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 Chris Paul can. And me personally, man, like I would rather one Devin Booker get going than the whole Suns team, and then then to have Mikael Bridges with twenty seven points and, and uh, Aiton with, with with fifteen and Jay Crowder with fifteen plus. I'd rather just have a, a crazy um, heroic game from Devin Booker than have you know their that their whole team beat me, but I, I, I totally understand the matchup of, of, of Drew Holiday on, on, on Devin Booker, right? Because like how Jenner said, you want to neutralize the the biggest scoring threat and that has been the biggest scoring threat this entire playoffs, man. So, okay. So I, I'm, I'm glad to, uh, glad to know what you guys think on that one. So, um, so guys, you know, as we, uh, as, uh, as we wrap up here, you know, it, it isn't, it isn't much of a surprise, you know, Drew Holiday definitely didn't have, you know, the greatest game, uh, Chris Middleton definitely didn't have the greatest game, but besides just Drew Holiday and, 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 and Chris Middleton, what is it that, that, that you feel the Bucks really need to hone, hone in on to focus, focus in for this game three? Board presence, rebounds, huge disadvantage for them so far. So I think that I actually don't have the numbers. Watch, watch it. I say all oh, this and the numbers actually be not so bad, but on the eye test, it's horrible. I mean, I'm seeing the sun swallow up every rebound and that's without Dario Sarge coming in for that second, for that second oh, roll, right? Cause he's out. So, so I think that's going to be, I mean, like you said, aside from, from, from Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton stepping up, it's just them being able to grab some rebounds and have a little bit more of a presence on offensive board and defensive boards. Okay. Shaba, Shaba, how you feel about that, man? What do you think the Bucks should hone in on for game three? Uh, yeah, I mean, the Bucks they need to take care of their – they need to take advantage of their size. Like you said, rebounds. Um, I think, um, 
you know, I'm not sure, but I think it's been pretty even rebound wise. But yeah, I mean, one big thing for the Suns that they've, you know, been taking advantage of all see all postseason long is um, DeAndre Ayton gets them a lot of second chance po- points and third chance points and fourth chance points. He's right there, you know, in the paint to get uh, these rebounds, offensive rebounds. So yeah, they need to take advantage of that. Um, the Bucks do. They need to, you know, rebound. But also, I know I've been harping a lot on Drew Holiday, but, um, you know, let's remember, the Bucks gave up pretty much their future for Drew Holiday. They gave up a lot of picks. And let me, let me just throw this out there for you guys. Here's a comparison of Eric Bledsoe and Drew Holiday. So Drew Holiday is shooting 41.1% from the field. Eric Bledsoe shooting 41.9% in the playoffs with the Bucks. Um, from three, Drew Holiday shooting 28.9% from three, Bledsoe 25.4. And then free throws, Drew Holiday shooting 67.3 from the free throw line, Eric Bledsoe shooting 73.2. And um, Bledsoe averaged more points, steals, and blocks for 36 minutes in his Bucks playoff career. Uh, Bledsoe averaged 15.9 points, 1.34 steals, and 0.07 blocks. Drew Holiday is averaging 15.8 points, 1.3 steals, and 0.4 blocks. So, you know, they gave up all this stuff to get Drew Holiday to get them over the hump. And, you know, Drew Holiday has been stinking it up. He's basically Eric Bledsoe 2.0, except he can defend a little more. Which even though, you know, like I just said, Eric Bledsoe averaged more steals and blocks. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely the size, the rebounds. I mean, the... The Bucks were the number one rebounding team, so they should be dominating. And I think that they're like the second or third tallest team in the league. The Suns aren't very big other than DeAndre Ayton. They don't really have that size. Um, you know, there are other bigs in Dario Saric who's out. He isn't that tall. He's, I think, 6'9", 6'10". Um, Frank Kaminsky, he doesn't really play. I think he's 6'10". So after that, you know, you just got guys like Mikel Bridges and stuff like that, and they're around the 6'8" range so yeah I mean the Bucks definitely have an advantage so you know it's like you said it just has to be more in the living in the paint like they did in the first quarter I mean we saw in the first quarter they it seemed like they dominated they only they only ended up by like four points after the first quarter but that's because the Suns hit a bunch of threes um which you know I guess you can say that they're, I mean, they're a great three-point shooting team, but they're not going to hit that many threes, you know, consistently throughout. So the Bucks just need to stay consistent. They need to get the rebounds. They need to take care of their size. And another thing is that they just have to be consistent. They need to pick, you know, a way to play like they did in the first quarter, living in the paint, because the thing about them is, you know, they dominate, they dominate in one area and then, you know, a quarter or two later, they're just completely doing something different. They're all over the place. They're just throwing up threes like crazy. They're not going in the paint, you know. So they just need to, like I said, consistency, size, rebounding, and Drew Holiday. <laughs> Definitely. Jay Hill, what, what do you think that the Bucks really need to hone in on as, as this game three approaches? Yeah, I mean, I think – the guys really, really mentioned everything uh, that they need to do. But one thing to add on that is uh, 59, 50% to 29% in favor of the of the sun from the three-point line is just not going to cut it, as well as a 20% difference 
with uh, 85 to 65% uh, from the free throw line in favor of the Suns. So if they if they keep with those stats uh, and they lose by that percentage, they have no chance of winning. Uh, obviously, it's really simple. Just adjustment-wise, there really is no adjustments to make. I mean, we've harped on it all day, but if Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton don't step up, I think they're either maybe winning one game or they're really getting swept, honestly by the Suns. Uh, they need those two to step up, and it's just simple as that. Um, obviously, the guys added a lot of stuff, but if they don't show up, uh, the Bucks don't have a chance. Yeah, you, you guys, you, all of you guys, you know, you guys hit you guys hit it on the nail exactly, man. You know, for, for the Bucks and, and, and Jay Hill, you added the, 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 you know, the only thing that I really did want to add, for the Bucks, you know, it, 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 it's, it's shooting, man. You know, like, as, as much as packing the paint is so important, having a player like Giannis, you know that no matter what defense is out there, if Giannis starts to build a head of steam, the defense is going to collapse, man. And, and, and you can't, as a team, end up shooting 29% from the three because it just it, it, it just won't cut it, man. You know, you got to you have you, you have to feel feel shooters around around Giannis. And, and you know, Jenner, I also wanted to harp on the on the fact of, of what you said about the, about the boards, man. You know, they have to they have to dominate. They have to dominate the boards and and. and to tie in what everyone what everyone said together, man, it's it's the fact that they're a bigger team and they need to play like the bigger team. They need to get away from the three point line. They need to go inside, put it inside, and and put 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 Brook Lopez to work. You know, Brook Lopez had his best game in the playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks. Game five, he had thirty three points, shot shot eighteen, he shot eighteen shots, and fourteen of them were were from. They we're in the paint, man. You know, so uh, that 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 shows you that the Bucks know exactly what they need to do, but at times end up uh, veering, veering away from it. And the reason that I believe it's because you know teams give them that, right? Teams give them the three, and then they're like, oh well, if they're going to give it to us, we're going to take it. But the Bucks need to realize that they're giving it to you for a reason. Is because right. the, the, you're not going to make it, man. And that so to 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 me, man, you know, to tie in what everyone said. Uh, the Bucks just just really need, need to hone in on getting back to what they do best, man, and that's and and, and that's just playing some bully ball. But yeah, uh, and also they need to, you know, like I said, Aiton gets gets them a lot of second chance points. It's once Aiton gets that offensive rebound that the Bucks players kind of give up on their defensive assignment, and that's what gives these uh, Suns players all these open threes. And you know, the Suns after tonight. They joined only three other teams. Um, you know, teams to make 20 plus three pointers in a finals game are the 2017 Cavs, the 2019 Warriors, oh, and the 2021 Suns. Oh, shit. <laughs> the 2021 Suns. So, I mean, it's only three teams that have done that, you know, shot 20 or made 23. So they need to, like I said, they need to just stay consistent. They need to stay on their defensive assignment, uh, not give up on those assignments until they have the ball. Because it, it's like they feel like, you know, once the shot goes up for the Suns players, you know, that's it. They don't have to work any work on defense anymore. It's like they automatically get the ball and they get to go up to the offensive side. Uh, you, know, you know, no, it's not, it's not like that at all. You know, they need to hone in on their player, on their assignment until they get the ball. Because, you know, obviously if they give up on their assignment, they're just giving up easy shots. And we're seeing that. You know the Suns are getting a whole lot of open threes, and that's what's killing them. Yeah, yeah. man. The, the the 
right now, man, you know, to 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 put it into like a sentence, man, the Suns are just straight up out there out working the Bucks, man. You know, like w- w- one thing that I, I I mentioned to myself as watching this game too is the Suns look like they're trying to bring Chris Paul's first championships and the his first championship and the Bucks just look like, you know, they're just playing with house money at, at, at this point. The Bucks don't look like they want to be out there and they don't look like a team that needs to be playing at the, at the right level for the NBA finals, man. And also they, they need to stay motivated. They don't look motivated. You know, we look at the, um, we look at the huddles, we see, you know, everyone on the sun's pumped up yelling at each other, helping each other, telling each other, you know, what they need to work on, you know, what it is that they're missing on the court to make themselves better. Then we look at the Bucks side, you know, they're all just sitting, you know, on the bench. And then we hear, you know, coach Bud give, give this lame, you know, this lame speech, you know, he, this guy has no, um, no fire that he, you know, motivates in these guys so someone in the on the buck side they need to step up as well and they need to be leaders and they need to wake up and say hey we're in the nba finals we not we may not be here ever again so you know they just need to wake up and they just need to start motivating themselves and each other yeah man opportunity to win an nba championship come Come doesn't come around often, man. So the the Bucks need to get it together. And can you imagine if Giannis doesn't win a championship and then goes his career without a championship because of this? That would be crazy, man. He should have gone to the that mass. close. And <laughs> <laughs> so so now, guys, we have this great game three to 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 look forward to as we close out here, guys. Real quick, give me your predictions for game three. Who wins? Jenner, go first. Bucks. Okay. Shaba, what's up, man? I got the Bucks too, and I uh, I think they'll win by about ten points. Jay Hill, I got the Bucks as well, and yeah, and I think in pretty dominant fashion. Yeah, I I I, I, I think so as well, man. I've I've watched a lot of NBA, and I know that usually in the NBA, teams who are getting who are losing like this, you know, they 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 come back the next the, the next game even more motivated, man. Teams in the NBA usually don't lose two games in a row. So it would be an absolute crazy surprise to really see uh, them lose three. And it would be even crazier to see them get swept, man. So that would be crazy if the Suns and four guy was right the whole time. (laughs) And and let's remember, you know, the the Bucs just need to tell themselves, the Suns, they did their job. You know, they're supposed to win those two games at home. So, you know, you know, now it's the Bucs turn. So they need to turn it up and they need to get it done. Yeah, like this, they can easily erase this two-zero deficit, and it could be two-two going back to going back to Phoenix, you know. And then it's just whoever gets the two games first, the the the, the slate is wiped clean. And we saw them do that with the butt with the Nets, you know. We saw them do it. We they've been down O two before, and they've won series from that. So, you know, I think they can take a, a you know a page out of their own book, and and just kind of you know keep it going and try to claw back into the series. Definitely, definitely. So I'm definitely really excited to uh, to, to to check out this this game three man and 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 the the rest of the series. Uh, Shaba, man, we really want to thank you, man, for 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 coming on the pod and and joining this this uh, game two uh, post game thoughts, man. We really we really really appreciate you. It was it was really fun having you, man. You have any last words to say for the fans? No, uh, no, just again, just thanks for having me on. I had a lot of fun. I hope that we can do this a lot more in the future. You know, I really enjoyed, you know, talking to you guys. And I hope that, you know, all three of you can uh, join me on my podcast at some point, you know, so that we can have the whole gang together. But yeah, thank you again. And 
again, I'm just going to shamelessly plug my podcast, if you don't mind. Just everyone go, go, listen, ahead. <laughs> go listen to The Big Shot Pod. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the platforms. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, give me a listen, and I hope you, you guys like it. But, again, thanks, guys, for uh, having me on. I had a lot of fun. No problem, man. We, we, we really appreciate yeah. you, you, you coming on. And as always, guys, you know, uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, you know, wherever you guys are listening, whether you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, man, just make sure to, you know, show us, show us, show us some love and, and go show some love to, to, to the Big Shot Pod, man. You know, Big, Big Shot Pod came, came on here with us, you know, took his time to t- talk about some basketball with us. We, we really appreciate that, man. So if all of you guys make sure to go show some love, to the Big Shot Pod on Twitter. Uh, make sure to go show them some love on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all that, man. So, um, so I got I to gotta give a shout out to that to that Vancouver Grizzlies hat too. That thing is clean. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got I got I, I saw. It, I was like, oh, that's the OG one. Yeah, uh, um, I, when I was, when you were coming on, I almost called it Chamarand because I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Junior Jay Hill, you guys got any last words for the fans? I just appreciate you having us on as always, and I'm excited, excited, you know, finish up this uh, this season here, and um, you know, just 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 kind of keep it rolling to the off season. Before you know it, we'll be back. Yes, sir. Jay Hill, any last words? Yeah, I'm just loving the basketball we're seeing. I think we're seeing a great Giannis and a rising star in D Book, and I, I'm excited to see how how the Bucks respond on the home court. So. Let's, let's see. It's it's their time. They they got home court now. So, yes, sir, fun. baby. It's 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 that best time of the year, baby. It's NBA Finals mm-hmm. time, and if Giannis wants to be considered a great, it's time for him to show us right now, man. So, as always, guys, thank you very much for staying tuned and and li- listening to to the entire episode. Make sure to go give us a follow and on clutch. Uh, on Instagram and on Twitter and on TikTok. It's at Clutch Talk One. Make sure to go throw us a follow. Come debate with us, man. We're, we're always debating on Twitter. Uh, we're happy to debate. You know, if you guys DM us a topic you want to debate, we'll, we'll shoot you a message right back and we'll, we'll, we'll tweet at you. And heck, man, maybe we'll, we'll even get you to come on the show, man. So as always, you guys, make sure to go show everyone some love on, on their Instagrams, on, on Twitter and everything, man. And Shaba, man, once again, we really, really appreciate you, my guy. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right. All right, guys. Clutch knockout. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. <laughs> Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts. Nobody helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.